1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
3: It is the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Thursday to you. Hope you're good. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're having a good night. I hope you had a good day. I'm going to have me a good time for the next four hours. If you want to hang out, then knock yourselves out. I appreciate it. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. I appreciate our super producer and host, Dave Shepard. He is joining us, holding it down in New York City. This is when I get started, 10 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America on the free Odyssey app. It's one way you can listen on your local CBS sports radio affiliate. That's another way you can listen. You can be tuned in on Sirius XM channel 158. That's another way to listen. If you have a smart speaker, you can also tune in there. Yeah, guess what? It's another way you can listen. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next four hours. If you want to call me, it's simple. The phone number is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. It is Thursday. It is Thursday night. And somehow, some way, we have another beatdown. We have another blowout. I thought we had enough blowouts this week with the the Dolphins and the Broncos and the Bills beating up on the Commanders, but no. Thursday night football, the Lions are smacking up the Packers in Green Bay right now. The score is 27-3. to About four minutes have gone by here in the third quarter. Disastrous. Jared Goff throws a, an interception early, leads to Green Bay's only score a field goal, and since then, the Lions have basically pushed out 27 unanswered points. I was hoping for a little bit more competitive of a game as the winner of this game is going to pretty much take the crown in the in the early goings of the, the season so far. They're going to take the crown in the NFC North as they will go three and one. And right now, that looks like the Detroit Lions and the Lions. Man, if you think about it, their only loss was a little bit of a of a surprise. They beat Kansas City to open up a Thursday night to open up the season. They lose to the Seahawks. This past Sunday, they smash Atlanta, and now they're beating the living hell out of green Bay. And so the Detroit Lions showing a lot of metal, uh, being very aggressive here as every snap, they're basically up in the face, up in the grill of Jordan Love. So we'll keep you up to date uh, on the game as it continues on. And once it concludes We'll hear from the players. We'll hear some of the key plays. And it feels like unless there's a massive turnaround, yeah, it's it's going to be lion heavy. And as we continue on with the show, also plenty of news to go through uh, that has taken place over the past 24 hours since we were on the air last. Nice, nice article in Bleacher Report detailing Damian Lillard and his ultimate trade from Portland to Milwaukee. Damian Lillard, actually wanted to go back to Portland said he wanted to return when he realized that there was not going to be a trade to Miami. We're going to get into that. The New York jets continue to add a fodder and entertainment for everybody as Joe Namath spoke. And now Sala talks and Zach Wilson responds to Joe Namath. Speaking of responding, We talked about two NFC North teams in action tonight between the Lions and the Packers. Another NFC North team. It's not in a great position, but one of their star players, the star is talking, Justin Jefferson, chiming in on the Vikings being 0-3. Unfortunately, Chandler Jones seems to need a whole lot of help. I don't know what's going on with this dude in the Raiders. Looks like he has uh, just lost his mind a little bit, which is unfortunate. So we got a lot to do here hanging out with you over the next four hours. The number again, eight five five two one two four C B S. If you want to hit me up, I'm also online. I'm on social media. That is at JR Sport Brief. Shep, how are you this evening? You doing good?
4: Yeah, doing well, JR. Thanks for asking. How about yourself besides the Thursday night football game?
3: No, I'm I'm disappointed, man. I know Jordan Love, these guys are basically approaching their end zone right now. Maybe they can put a score up, but it it just sucks to have these big matchups, and you you never know which way it's gonna go. Of course, it's football, man. It could be a blowout. It could be a close game. The guy that you don't favor to win, the team that you don't favor, could come out on top. Anybody's always capable, but it stinks. Like if I turn a game on, I want to see a good game. I don't want to see a a slop fest. I don't want to see a blowout. I want to see competition. And I know we always joke about these these weeknight games but like the turnaround time from Sunday to Thursday seems to really be crap man I think that really has an effect on what we get on Thursdays
4: Yeah and we thought this was going to be the better game on Thursday like Correct. of all the yeah of all the primetime games I mean the Lions we were finally excited to see what a team looked like in Detroit, that actually was a contender, and then obviously Jordan Love I think has even exceeded expectation his first year as a starter. I was not expecting a twenty-seven-three deficit at at halftime, nonetheless.
3: Yeah, you can't, you can't, and and you are correct. Uh, you look at Jordan Love, and and he hasn't thrown games away here for the, for the Packers. Uh, you look at 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 the Lions and what they did to end last season. They're certainly still on the same type of role. You see how aggressive they are. You see the offensive weapons. Jared Goff, I was like, damn it, now he's reverting back to the old turn the ball over, Jared Goff. And then he's, he's been fine since he threw that interception, and the Packers haven't been able to muster any type of points as they're getting closer and closer to the end zone. And so maybe they they make this a game. I mean, they ain't got all the time in the world to do so. Uh, but, you know, we, we talked about the scheduling what the NFL does, trying to cram in as much as possible all the time. Thursday night on Amazon and Sunday night on NBC and Monday, we get two Monday night football games. Thank God that's over uh, for the time being. But you, you I like football, I like football like anybody, but I want to see some good games. And so hopefully, hopefully Green Bay can get on the board here and make things interesting and speaking of just you know good football or bad football or whatever the case might be I just told you the New York Jets just continue to talk they continue to chat the New York Jets have one coach on the west coast that would happen to be Aaron Rodgers running around on his crutches and they have another coach on the east coast that's Rob Sala and Rob Sala doesn't necessarily have I don't want to say a full control over his team, but ain't nobody happy listening or looking at Zach Wilson. We know how Joe Namath feels. Thinks the guy needs to be sent to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. The way Joe Namath spoke, you would think he wants to send Zach Wilson to Siberia. But now everybody's responded to this dude. And we heard, man, Aaron Rodgers respond to Joe Namath saying that it's it's not good and that everybody needs to stick together well the second coach Rob Salah he addressed both of them Rob Salah answered Joe Namath and this is what he had to say
2: I haven't spoken to Joe uh, but obviously Joe is, a, is an icon a uh, hall of famer and a, a well respected individual in the, in this organization doors always open for him to walk in and uh, my office is always open for him And uh, but you know We'll agree to disagree with his comments, but, uh, um, but he is entitled to those comments.
3: Yeah, he's, he's entitled to say whatever he wants. Who's going to say anything to Joe Namath? He can do what he wants. That's Rob Salah on the greatest quarterback that the Jets have ever had, the most winning quarterback, the only one. And so what did Rob Salah think about Aaron Rodgers' comments from earlier in the week when... Aaron Rodgers said that the offense needs to stop pointing fingers and grow up. What does Rob Salah think about Aaron Rodgers just addressing the team? What does Rob Salah think about Aaron Rodgers doing these these interviews on the other side of the country? This is what Salah said.
2: You know, I I've said it with uh with Aaron. He's he's as much of a coach as uh, as he is a player and he's been around youth and he's been around uh, adversity and he's he's seen it all and uh um so you know for him to recognize that and, and talk through it I I think he's he's not wrong.
3: Uh oh. Oh man. It's it's so bad for Rob Salah. This man is being undermined by his own QB. Rob Salah might as well work for Aaron Rodgers. I mean the minute that they traded for him, he works for him. And the thing that's bad and that stinks is that Aaron Rodgers isn't even around. This is a dude running around, not running, walking, on crutches in Los Angeles. He's not with the team. He might be back, or he, he will be back on the team as soon as he can walk and stand without you know, getting injured on the sidelines. But damn it, weekly press conferences? Or interviews with Pat McAfee? Giving his own two cents? Rob Sala is touchdown Packers. Thank you. 27-9. and Let's see if they can make it 10 with the extra point. Maybe they go for two. Should. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers used to play for this team. He's not there anymore. But this is just bad for the Jets. I can't think of another team in the NFL right now. With a head coach is second fiddle to a player where another guy in the league is ultimately the most influential voice on the team and isn't even playing. This is like the Aaron Rodgers show and the New York Jets, damn it. They're just living in it. And so someone who was supposed to be learning from Aaron Rodgers but really can't because he's not around and he actually has to play now and he's playing horribly is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, after being lambasted by Joe Namath in the media, talked about for the past so, several days, Zach Wilson was asked, hey, does Joe Namath's criticism bother you?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, obviously Joe is an unbelievable player, but this locker room is very tight-knit, and we're working to get better. I'm working to get better. I know I need to improve, and I promise I'm doing everything I can to keep trying to get better. And so... Um, the focus is just to rely, uh, rely on each other in this locker room and lean on each other because that's all we got at the end of the day. And we're going to do everything we can to keep improving.
3: Come on, there is no, I don't think so. It's does the criticism bother you? Or does it not? Ain't, ain't no, ain't no gray area here. It's yes or no, not not I don't think so. Well, what do you know? Of course, the criticism bothers him. He has to think about this man. Crapping on him, unless Zach Wilson does not care about his career, how could you not be bothered? It's the most successful quarterback and player that the Jets have ever seen. He is not an iconic player. He is not one iconic player that the New York Jets have or have had. He is the biggest and most important player in the New York Jets history. And so when he talks, if you haven't been able to tell, people listen. And for the most part, he doesn't say anything. The New York Jets are nothing but a circus. And it took Aaron Rodgers' injury to turn them into the Aaron Rodgers show. Are we going to get commentaries every week? I don't imagine the season turning around. I don't imagine things getting better. And so what is Aaron Rodgers going to say week after week after week for a team that looks like it's just going to be floating around in the toilet until the season is over? This is a real joke for the New York Jets. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Gregory is calling from Michigan. First caller of the night. Gregory, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, man?
0: Jr. Mr. Positive. I'm watching our Super Bowl champions, Detroit Lions, demolish uh, the Green Bay Packers. No, just kidding. But uh, they're playing all right. That was um, good for Green Bay to come down and do what they did. But uh, I think we've got this game. But, hey, I could jinx us. Um, Joe Willie. I really ex- uh, uh, respect uh, Namath. But if you really look at his stats, Jr. Uh-oh. And everybody agents of inclusion. You look at his stats, yeah, <laughs> yes, he did make that prediction and it's it's um lore and uh, uh football history. But um you know, it's just he he was a good quarterback, but yeah. And I do feel sorry for Sawa. And it bothers me that you got uh players old players that are eighty years old or whatever and they're trying to be coaches, you know. On the sidelines, I mean that's pretty easy to do. Twenty twenty hindsight, but uh, I, don't,
3: I don't think Joe Namath is trying to be a coach on the sideline. He's just evaluating what he sees. And I'm not—I'm not an eighty-year-old quarterback. I don't have a Super Bowl ring. I've never lifted uh, a real Vince Lombardi that I actually won. But the fact is, he—he he knows football. And yes. you could be a novice in watching the game, and you can look at Zach Wilson play. And then you can look at another quarterback play, and then you basically draw the conclusion that this guy sucks. And he does. And the numbers bear it. He stinks under pressure. His passing percentages is stink. He, he's bad, man. He's a poor decision maker. So, Joan yeah. Namath spoke up. Was it necessary? No. Got,
0: got to ask you, Jared. Can my Bills beat Miami? Do they have um...
3: I think so. Yes. I think so. Yes. I mean, Miami is not invincible. I mean, I know they scored seventy points against Denver, uh, but I mean, what do we expect them to do? Score seventy and sixty every week? I'm not betting on it.
0: Um, I didn't see the Agents of Inclusion today. Did you put it up? Yeah, it's up. Should be Very there. Good, yeah. Sir. Hey, love you. Keep up the great work, and everybody, believe in yourself.
3: Thanks, yeah. Thank dear. you so much. Thank you, Gregory, for calling from Michigan. Yes, we dropped a new episode with my main man Daniel from Special Olympics, Pennsylvania. Go ahead and check it out, Agents of Inclusion. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. It's simple, folks. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. The Detroit Lions right now beating the Green Bay Packers 27-11. We'll keep you up to date on that game. And, And speaking of of talking it's not just the new york jets talking amongst themselves as they lose there's another team in the nfc north they suck they have zero wins and one of their star players is having to address rumors of trades already i'll tell you who it is on the other side of the break it's the jr sport brief show on cbs sports radio
2: at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227.
3: It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You heard the number, 855-212-4CBS. Right now, a little less than five minutes left in the game. The Detroit Lions up in Lambeau lead the Green Bay Packers 27-11. In about a quarter and a half, it looks like uh, Detroit is going to walk away with a 3-1 and one record, and they're going to be tops here in the NFC North, and that's, uh, that's a nice position for them to be in, especially as the Green Bay Packers have pretty much had the keys to the division seemingly for the past 20-plus years, uh, give or take. Now, understanding that, there are two other teams in the division, Unfortunately, for the cities of Chicago and also Minneapolis, St. Paul, their teams aren't good. And I'm talking about the Chicago Bears, who we know have so many issues with Justin Fields and their offense and his passing and the play calling and the finger pointing. The Chicago Bears have their own issues. The Minnesota Vikings, I get it. They're, They're not as sexy in that regard. They have a veteran quarterback. And Kirk Cousins and, and and remember this if I if I were just to tell you that Kirk Cousins numbers so far this season, more than one thousand yards passing, nine touchdowns to two interceptions, you'd be saying, Yeah, Kirk Cousins is he's not a problem. He's having a great year, and he is another one. Justin Jefferson, someone who's trying to be the first wide receiver to haul in two thousand yards receiving has 458 yards and a touchdown. That's the most yards ever by a wide receiver in the first three weeks. And he obviously leads the NFL in receiving yards, and he wants to get to 2,000. it looks like that will be the case. Unfortunately, it looks like the Vikings are going to stink on the way there. He's going he's to be on the, the end of a lot of passes because the Minnesota Vikings are, are going to be playing catch-up. They are 0-3. They lost to Tampa Bay 20 to 17. They lost to Philadelphia, the defending NFC champions 34 to 28. They lost to the Chargers 28 to 24. These are some close games. But damn it, their defense can't keep anybody in it. They cannot hold on to the ball. Their head coach Kevin O'Connell basically said, "Man, if we can't hold on to the ball, we're going to have to put some guys in there who can." They have nine turnovers this year. That's the most in the NFL. They have only forced two turnovers. And their rushing attack, of which they've now brought in Cam Akers, they only have 200 yards rushing for the season through three games. Minnesota stinks. And so for whatever reason, maybe by silly fans, there have been some rumors here that Minnesota might start trading away some pieces. Now we got about a month to go before we get to the trade deadline. But if you're not going anywhere and if Kirk Cousins is a free agent, what are we holding on to assets for? Why don't we flip them? And so Justin Jefferson who's going to be awaiting his big money deal at the end of the season. Justin Jefferson basically said, "Man, I'm I don't care if we're 0 and 3. I ain't trying to hear about no trades. I'm trying to go out there and win some games. Listen to them. I'm tired of people saying, you know, we're looking at the next season, or you know, all of the trades and stuff like that. We're we're focused still on this season. Uh, we have a lot more games to go, and we have a lot more things to accomplish this season. So, uh, I mean, we're still focused in. We still have that same goal as we had before the season. Uh, and we just need to fix a few things, and I feel like we'll be back on track. No, bro. No, there's no fixing a few things. I understand that one score games haven't gone in your favor because you have no wins. I understand you're just turning the ball over, but it's not just a, a few things. I mean, these are the same problems that you dealt with last year. The Minnesota Vikings walked the tightrope, had 11 one score games, and somehow, some way, We're still able to win 13 games, but then go into the postseason, and guess what happens? They lose. And who do they lose to? Another team that barely got in, went through the entire season walking on a tightrope. That's the New York Giants. And so I'm sorry, Justin Jefferson. What's going on this season is probably something that you should get used to until the Minnesota Vikings identify the next quarterback because Kirk Cousins is going to be gone. He's 35 years old. It looks like he's going to put up another great season of numbers. He is, he's old reliable. Kirk Cousins can put up the stats. Kirk Cousins can put up the numbers, but when it's time to go out there and actually be aggressive and win Kirk Cousins folds, man, he knows how to do one thing. Let's make money. Be reliable. But win absolutely nothing. Kirk Cousins is like going to the carnival. You know you're going to have a good time. You're going to spend some money. But are you going to win anything at the end? The answer is no. Hey, Shep, you ever uh, succeeded with the ring toss at the carnival?
4: No, I'm more of a cornhole guy myself.
3: Uh, they cornhole at the carnival? You good at that?
4: I'm very good at that, yeah.
3: Well, that's not, that's not rigged. I'm talking about the rigged games. I'm talking yes. about r- ring toss. I'm talking about the stupid basketball hoop. I'm talking about <laughs> knocking over the clowns. I mean, that <laughs> stuff is rigged.
4: Yeah, of course it is. I mean, that's why Cornhole, I mean, there's nothing helping you or, or enabling you to be successful at that. It's all you. It's like bowling without the gutters. So.
3: It's like bowling without the gutters? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Bowling without the gutter. Yeah. Explain that to me. What the hell does that mean?
4: Well, I mean, if you're bowling with gutters, you can't, you know, like throw it down the, the alley, which is basically.
3: It's going to bounce off the sides.
4: Ex- exactly. So the okay. gutter is basically for those that aren't strong bowlers. And no matter what, they're going to get one or two pins because you can't fail. Right. Kind of like how the Jets are dealing with Zach Wilson right now. Like they're giving him gutters. So no matter what he does, he has an excuse. Same thing with bowling. If you're bowling and you're doing it without gutters, at least you're saying I'm not gonna be coddled. And whatever I get, I'm gonna earn. Oh. Yeah.
3: You you good at bowling too, Shop?
4: I'm pretty good at bowling. I'm, oh, well, I'm what are at...
3: excuse me, Shop, good at cornhole, good at bowl. What aren't you good at? Tell us.
4: Well, man, I've made my share of mistakes. I made a mistake today, in fact, if I'm being honest.
3: Oh man, I'm asking about cornhole and bowling. <laughs> you're telling me <laughs> about your life mistakes. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. Let's no be I just. Here for it.
4: Well, so you know about the you know about the Kurt Schilling situation, obviously with, with uh, unfortunately Tim Wakefield and the cancer diagnosis. Oh yeah,
3: and, yeah. Kurt Schilling opened yeah. up his mouth and he's like the guy has brain yeah. cancer. None of his business. Yeah. It's so, so,
4: so here's yeah. the thing. So I, I, I went on social media and I, I think the, the you know the, the wife of uh, Jason Veritek and I believe her name is Kath, and I just happened to see it and I didn't think it was necessary for her to say f you Kurt. I thought that was drawing attention where it didn't need to be. Right. Um, she has a right to her opinion, but I, she's also a public figure. Jason Veritek is a is a huge public figure, so I, I think Curt Schilling. To be honest with you, I know he's brought a lot of it on himself, um, but I but I, I do think he's got her, un, he's gotten a raw deal. He should be in the Hall of Fame, and just because of his political beliefs and just because he says some really insensitive things, it doesn't diminish what he was on the baseball mound. If it's not for him, the Diamondbacks don't win a World Series, the Red Sox don't win multiple yeah, yeah, World yeah, Series.
3: We, yeah, bloody sock. Right. You know, yes. e- exactly.
4: Game six. All right. that. So what I didn't realize was some of the stuff he's done recently, like endorsing really harsh anti-Semitic propaganda.
3: Oh, Kurt Schilling? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, he's, he's right. I got no shame in it. He, he comes across, and I just think he's a terrible human. I think he is. Right.
4: So, so I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Right. So I tweeted back at... Uh, yeah, Ver- just saying, I don't know if it's your place. And I, what I was inf- inferring was, I don't know if it's your place as a public figure to try to, you know, uh, make this mountain into a, like a mohill, like a mohill by into a mountain. F-U
3: yeah, saying F for opening the app? Yeah,
4: yeah. For, for, right. for,
3: and you know what? So what, should, what did you do wrong? What am I missing?
4: So, so I, I tweeted her and I said, this isn't really your place either. She said, it's not cursed place to do that. I said, it's really not your place either. And by the way, uh, your husband is, is um, he has even more of a reputation because of what Kurt Schilling did, so let's let's should have said oh, that. Well,
3: you threw you threw you threw Jason Varitek's wife. Under the bus? Wait a minute. You uh, basically said your husband wouldn't be crap if it wasn't for Kurt no, Schilling. No, well
4: he well he was great before Kurt Schilling, so I'm not inferring that. But what I am saying is those Red Sox in two thousand four, two thousand seven, they don't have nearly the success that they have. They don't become legendary. You know, uh the, the Bill Mullers of the world, um, you know, Veritek obviously, Millar, or Ortiz was gonna be great regardless, Manny regardless. But but a lot of those guys I feel like we're not gonna have the bestowed place in baseball history sure, without Kurt sure. Schilling. So, yeah. I, so I tweeted this out, and, and then I went to, like, work at another job. I come back. JR, there's, like, hundreds and hundreds of oh. thousands of people that viewed this tweet. I wasn't trying to incite any emotion from people. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Oh, and God. so I've never gotten that much reaction. And oh, people no. were killing me. Oh um, you know, because I was, you
3: you talk crap to uh, Varitek's wife.
4: Yeah, but I wasn't I wasn't trying to say like she doesn't have a right for her opinion. She's got every right to say Kurt, you're out of line. Kurt was out of line. There's no but you denying basically
3: that. Basically said you, your husband wouldn't your husband wouldn't be who he was partially if it wasn't for Kurt. Is that that's the overall right? And
4: I missed and I missed the mark and I misjudged it and I should have sat that one out and that was wrong of me and I didn't realize what Kurt recently put out there in terms of going against uh, Jewish people and, and ultimately promoting Nazi uh, paraphernalia.
3: so that nah, was, He, yeah. he, uh, he yeah. goes against the grain, let's just put it that way.
4: But he's also, you know, listen, I'm not defending him for one second, but I, I, I will say this, my interactions yeah. with him, Jr. I, I don't know if you can speak to this as well, have been nothing but pleasant. He has been good to me in my career, and I feel like not a lot of people were willing to stick their neck out for this guy.
3: Uh, well, I've never, I've never met the dude, have no desire to... Wouldn't talk to him or wouldn't want to speak to him. It's no different. I've met Dana White. I don't, I look, and I've been in a room since Dana White and all that stuff. I don't, I don't have no desire, you know. So I think Kurt's I, even I more despised. Speak. I'm sorry. <laughs> I
4: think Kurt's even more despised than Dana White. Oh yeah, days. no, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But my my point is, like, there's there's certain people that I don't I don't care who you are. I don't have, I don't necessarily have any more interest or any interest in speaking to him. So no, I've never been around Kurt Schilling. I have never met the man. I, I don't think we would ever be in the same room, and uh, yeah, I could go my whole life without speaking to the guy. I think he's, I uh, think he's kind of despicable. But that's just that's just me. But anyway, I asked you if you, uh, you know, so, so I, I asked I, I got, you if you were good at. I right. asked you what you weren't good at, and you, uh, yeah. you told me today you're not good at social media. No taking.
4: Nor nor uh, nor, nor good judgment today, and I, I take full responsibility for that, Jr. So I'm not yeah, good at everything. That's the bottom yeah, line. We're
3: all humans. We're Thanks, all Jr. Humans. Thank you how did I miss this? Do I need to look at some do I need to read some stuff? I don't think so. With?
4: I mean I know Keith Law had a big issue with me about it. He was going oh, back no. and forth with me, so and he's pretty big in the baseball world. So and I, I I got a lot of got a lot of big names uh who did not like my tweets. So let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh, that's nice.
3: Yeah. It's what Twitter is for, right? People arguing with each I other. I
4: gotta learn to stay out of it.
3: Yeah, great stuff. Anyway. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Shep is awesome. I still like Shep. Shep is amazing. Shep is good. Anyway, it's a Jets talk. Justin Jefferson talks. Shep talks. When we come back, 855-212-4CBS, I'll pick up the phone lines. Damian Lillard is talking, too. We're going to get into that. But before any of it, yeah, there is Thursday night football going on.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. On CBS Sports Radio.
4: Hey, JR, how are you, buddy? I really appreciate your show, Uh, you know, night in and night out. I uh, agree with the last caller. Once again, from Seattle, you do, uh, you know, a good common-sense approach to the show.
3: Thank you for having me on.
2: Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
3: Thank you to the Green Bay Packers. They're showing some, some signs of life. The Detroit Lions haven't scored here in the second half of this game. The Green Bay Packers just did. It's 27-17. to 17. There's only about 10 minutes or so left in the game. Detroit Lions threatening here. Trying to put some uh, insurance up on the board. Just in case Green Bay gets a little closer. But the Lions still in control. Twenty seven to seventeen. About ten minutes left in the game. Eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. Bob is here from Maryland. Bob, you're on the JR Sport Reef show. What's going on?
5: Good evening, JR. I wanna thank you and Shep for putting up with me. Uh, my favorite Royal died this past Tuesday. His number was number five, Brooks Robinson. He's in the Hall of Fame, of course. I, um, and we, to, to tonight, the Orioles this year were picked to finish dead last in the Eastern Division of the American League. Yes, Bob. Last year they went 83 and 79. The year before they lost 110 games. This year, today, they won their 100th game. And they won the Eastern Division of the American League, which means they uh, they'll play until Sunday with Boston, and then the playoffs begin. But they they won't have to play until the following Saturday because they finished with the best record in the American League. It's a very interesting ball club. I want to congratulate them. Okay. they deserve they they earned uh, everything they got this year. You've got to give credit where credit is due, and. Uh, I, uh, the, the, uh, each one of those players today, tonight, yeah. on their shirt sleeve, they wore the number five in memory of Brooks Robinson. He just oh, died yes. two days
3: ago. Yes, yes, yes. We, we, uh, we talked about it. We, we played the audio from his former teammate, Mr. Palmer, former Hall of Famer. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, he, um,
5: he was a very unique person. He was probably, wasn't probably, he was, in my opinion, the greatest defensive third baseman in lived. He, 116 straight gold gloves, and he was no slouch at the bat either, especially in crunch time. But uh, he was my favorite of oil. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to that team once again. I hope they go all the way in memory of Brooks. I really do. Okay.
3: Well, thank Bye. you, Bob. This was uh, most times you call up, uh, you would rather subdue to understand the context of it. But I'm used to you having so much energy. I, I i a little different, Bob. Here I understand.
5: Well, I, I sometimes uh, when I remember the I, I remember Brooks when he first came with the Orioles in 1955. Right, straight out of twenty three school years. in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I remember one time he he said that uh, you know I was a boy when I was young. I I was one of the fastest guys in in, in baseball. He said, "Until I uh, uh, signed with the Orioles, yeah, and then he, I found out one thing that I didn't know, didn't know. You had to have shoes to play in baseball. When he was yeah. barefoot, otherwise he could run faster than anybody else, which was a whole lie because he was one of the slowest men in baseball. He really was." Hey,
3: I got I got an important question for you, and I don't need I don't need an explanation. Who's your favorite baseball player of all time?
5: My favorite baseball player. I got two of them. Jackie Robinson and Ted Williams and, okay. and uh, a very now, close third, Willie Mays. Okay, well, I'll, okay,
3: well, thank you for three. Uh, who's your favorite basketball player of all time?
5: That's a good question. I would have to say uh, my favorite has always been Bill Bill Russell.
3: Okay.
5: He uh, what was it? Eleven championships
3: he won. What sport did I miss? Who's your favorite football player of all time?
5: My favorite football player—you probably never even heard of him anymore—the oh, Baltimore who Colts. He? Well, why? Why? Yeah. Well, he was just an exceptional football player. He was a running back in those days. They had this straight T. You know, the quarterback, two halfbacks, and a fullback. Right. There's only one club in pro football history in the National Football League, and it was under the T formation. Only one club, they had four players, of course, in the backfield. Y.A. Tittle, John Henry Johnson, Hugh McElhenny, and Joe, I'm trying to remember his name, he was uh, Compton, California. It doesn't anyway, matter. It was the San Francisco 49ers. All four of them are in the Hall of Fame for pro football.
3: Okay. and, and So, as an overall, Bob, educate us all. How long, what year? Did you start watching sports?
5: How long? Yeah. What year did you start? Well, in? I I was I was an advantage because my father umpired baseball for fifty two years. He did what? Amateur, semi pro and professional.
3: Wait, your father did what?
5: Umpired baseball.
3: Oh, he umpired. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. He umpired. Okay. Fifty
5: two oh, yeah. years. He started when he was eighteen, finished when he was seventy. Wow. And uh, so baseball has always you, been though? my been my sport. Always has been because it's the only sport that you can play that you don't have to be seven foot tall, as in right. basketball, or as a lineman, 300 pounds, and <laughs> playing a line, right. and so forth.
3: But what, what year, Baseball, how long have you, how long have you, how many years have you been watching? How many sports?
5: years? Well, I was born in 1937. I oh, you're, say, young, uh, you're
3: a young man, 37.
5: 1945, th- I would say.
3: You okay? You were born in 1937. That's right. And so, what are you? 79, 80? What's that? How old are you?
5: 79, 80? I'll be 86. I'm, I'm, I'm 85. And oh, a half
3: 86. you want to be 86. Oh, that's right. I thought you said. Uh, I will be
5: 86 next April.
3: Oh, 30. Okay, 37.
5: Yeah. So okay. I'm I passed the halfway mark already because October the first. I'll be 85 and a half. So
3: here's a simple question. This is the last one. you got to give it to me quick. What don't you like about sports here in 2023? What's that? What don't you like about sports? You've been watching sports
5: since well, I, uh, I uh, When I think about it, my father was one of a rare bird. He really was because uh, – He umpired Negro League Baseball. He was one of the few white umpires that would do it. But he always said, one guy always said to him, why didn't you make it to the white major league? Okay. You didn't have too many white umpires around in those days.
3: Yeah. Well, Uh, what don't you like about sports today? Is there anything that you don't like that has changed? uh, What don't you like?
5: Uh, no, look, I'm not taking anything away from these guys. Uh, but uh, if somebody, the owner, wants to pay you uh, whatever, say $250 million, that's up to you, be a fool not to take it. But he'd be a bit of a fool to give it to you as far as I'm concerned. Because oh, I don't so think, there's think, anybody the, around think the, the, the owners day are worth the that owners kind of money, paying the players too much money? Coin rate. Okay, okay.
3: You think the players are making too much money?
5: That's right. Okay. like Willie Mays what would he make today if he was still young uh, he'd be making a 50 you couldn't, million dollar they'd have to they'd have to give those guys Ted Williams and Robinson yeah. Jackie Robinson half of, I wouldn't say half but at least 5 to 10 percent of right. the ownership of the particular club that they were playing for
3: sure well they didn't also have the, the, the luxury of moving around the same way hey Bob I appreciate the conversation I have to hit commercial okay
5: I just want to say thank you to Ship and and you once more. Continue.
3: You're a hell of a man. You really are. Well, oh, thank you, Bob. I mean, there comes a lot coming from you. You have a great night. Okay.
5: Take care. All
3: right. Thank you so much, Bob, for calling from Maryland. Hey, Ship, that was a great conversation.
4: Yeah, Bob. Bob's the real one.
3: I had to steer it in a few directions there, but it was a a good conversation, man. Absolutely. He says man. the players make too much money, which I don't. He says the owners are fools yeah, to give it to they're them? They're
4: the greater fools, yeah, which was interesting. He's right. The owners? Yeah, Bob calling out the big guns.
3: What are they supposed to do with that? That's why they got a union. I mean, the money got to go somewhere. Why should the owners keep it?
4: Yeah, yeah, but sometimes they outbid themselves. You know that, JR.
3: I don't think that was his point. I, I think his <laughs> point in overpaying them was, man, the guys are giving them too much money. The owner's supposed to keep it? Nah, uh, uh. It's the JR Sport show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get some more of your calls. we got an update on Thursday Night Football 2 here on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.